or the computer algorithm was like full blown let go full blown because you could see like you said certain bursts like blow up you I can watch the computer I, I don't want to picture a computer al- algorithm I want to picture some dude there just with like just literally oh. like like an accelerator yes it's, it's Dale um, Jr. it's like a sim sim racer and he's just he's got like a fire suit it's, on and it's all that Jimmy kind of Johnson <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. Episode 63. And nobody has anything to crack. No one has anything to crack. No, we don't. Oh, man. I'm looking around the table and we got open containers. We've all opened our beers, um, but it's okay. We've, we've got plenty. We actually, there is a space beer in the, uh, in the pack that I bought um, that I feel like we've had before, but it'll be good. It'll be Second good. half. Mm-hmm. We'll break that out after the Berg break. Yes. After the Berg's. Um, but yeah, episode 63, we are back, uh, tail end of the month of April, and it still doesn't quite feel like spring. No. We had that tease, well, our, our big race, Barry Roubaix, was a yes. couple weeks ago, and it was yes. like 82 degrees out that day. It was like a full-blown summer day. Yeah. <laughs> we had four days. Like, what is this? I feel like I'm in yeah. a sauna. <laughs> yeah. Like, four days of summer, and then, and then back, back to, to snow. 40 and snow. Right, right, yeah, we yeah. had snow this week. Yeah, right yeah. back to snow. Oh, hell. It's been very up and down. And and I you know I think back to the episode, probably, what, four or five episodes ago, when we, when we talked to our good friend Jake Sittler, and we were saying about how gray and cold and stuff, and he was like, are you guys okay? And then that was like five or six months <laughs> yeah. ago, and it's still the same. It's I mean, yeah. we're not quite there, but we're almost there. And we're it's that's what Michigan is. Like You get this little blip of unbelievably good weather and then it just is back to the grind <laughs> yes i feel like the clouds just they just <clears throat> hang around they you just can't break through like once you get into may i think it looks a little bit better towards the end of next week too yeah it, for sure it does suddenly something clicks yeah i feel like this is a bad a bad uh, like the city of grand rapids like instagram page <laughs> like, yeah it's not gonna want they're, to they're blocking this. us yeah <laughs> yeah Come on, move to Michigan. No, it is great. It is. It is. It's awesome. Yeah, it's trust us. Just go ahead and sit in the sand dunes uh, on the Lake Michigan shore on a summer day, and then come talk to us. Yeah. We got four month, uh, four month window of that, yep. and then it's just <laughs> eight months of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I do think that we've taken a shift, like our seasons. Yeah. Because it used to be, you know, you get to September, October, and you're already dipping into like the fifties again. And I feel like now September is my favorite month. Like yeah. if you go to the lake, the water's warm. It's still like 80 degrees during the day. Cools off nicely at night. Mm-hmm. October's been great. November's even been good. Like when you and I did peak to peak this year, it was like, or no, you didn't. I didn't uh, do peak uh, to peak. Jeremiah and I did it. It was like 70 degrees out, 68, 70 degrees out. Shit, Iceman was even pretty warm. Mm-hmm. That it? was like two weeks before Iceman. Yeah. Yeah. It's late fall, <laughs> warm weather. Yeah. It's been strange, but. Yeah, I think David's right. We we're very close to the cusp of it actually yeah. feeling like it should um, for a consistent period of time. So we'll see. Hopefully the skies will clear up too because that's the thing. It's like it's cold and it's gray and it's cloudy. You can't eat. It's the night sky. Isn't, it's not like it's this cool, crisp night sky. It's yeah, just no. clouds. So you can't go no. look at the telescope. You can't do anything. <laughs> I will say like the last the last couple nights have been pretty clear. Yeah, they have. They have been pretty clear. But. Yep. And then but then all of a sudden this storm rolled. In. Yeah. <laughs> now it's going to be raining all yeah, weekend. Yeah, there's like crazy tornadoes down in uh, mm-hmm. Florida too. I heard 
Have you seen some of the, like from the, about like a month ago, all those bad storms that kind of went through and like a big, like almost like a scattering of like tornadoes everywhere, like down in Alabama, like mm. uh, Mississippi area. Mm -hmm. People like storm chasers are posting videos of those. It's like EF4s that are landing and mm -hmm. touching down. It's all, insane to watch those All videos. good things to keep in mind for a year from now. Yes. Yes. We do not want to go to the south uh, east. We want to go. We want to go west of the Mississippi. Yeah, west of the yeah. Mississippi, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like but desert. We want to be. We're we're under three hundred and sixty-five days. We are, we are. Uh, up until the next total solar eclipse, April eighth, twenty twenty-four. It's uh. It's hard to believe. It is hard. It really is. It's unbelievable in some ways that we're already getting that close. And I think. Uh, yeah, we we posted some a little bit about it on our Instagram, and I feel like there was a couple other pages like us that kind of posted stuff. But I feel like the still the build is yet to really happen. So if you get ready now, um, because you'll be ahead of the uh, uh, ahead of the curve, I guess in some ways as far as preparation. Um, but yeah, less than a year away. Nuts. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy. We gotta <clears throat> definitely still have our meeting. Mm -hmm. We got that planned. Yep. Uh, well, we don't have it planned yet, but we have it kind of... Have we determined if we're flying or we're driving? We were talking about that a little, just a hint last night, and it it's a difficult conversation because it depends on... I think it would be a blast to rent an RV or something and road trip all the way down, but is that feasible? Who knows? I, yeah. I, I don't know what that kind of stuff costs or is it... How much time does it take? So if it has to be us fly down, I think we could probably make it work. I mean, yeah. We wouldn't That's a lot of start looking at. We flights. just wouldn't be able to bring like the tent and the tel like some of the stuff, yeah. you know. So I feel like got to bring telescopes. Yeah, well, I feel like Rich Chaser should be retired by then, so he's got nothing else to do. He would just load up the cooler and send him on his way. <laughs> See you in Texas. <laughs> Sounds like oh. he uh, he wants to fly though. Yeah, he oh, does. does. He? That's okay. why he. Yeah, I think yeah. I think he wants to fly. So we maybe we drive an RV down and. <laughs> pick him up at the airport that would yeah, be awesome we could we could also we could stop and you know have patrick from underberg he lives in columbus ohio so we're not going to go straight down that way but pretty close yeah pick him up whatever i'm not I, you know just all of a pick sudden come up yeah maybe uh iron we mike will uh, donate his Ooh, rv to the cause we gotta have uh i saw it today i dropped him off his kit give him a proposition you, we'll give you, you saw him today yeah saw the right. legend of iron mike nice he's on the mend He's uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He uh, dinged up a little bit, separated injured, shoulder, injured, dislocated. I dislocated, think. Dislocated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No fun. But yeah, we get to talk him into it. Mm -hmm. He can sleep a few of us. Yeah, we'll give him uh, an offer he can't re refuse in the in the. Here's your 2024 20, contract. Can yeah. we take your RV? <laughs> Here's a 30 pack of Underberg. <laughs> oh, I mean, all you got to do is just give him some IPAs. He's good. <laughs> yeah, load him so, up. We'll figure something out. I think uh, road tripping down would be a uh, probably overall more memorable experience. Yeah, I think, I think so. Um, it would be. It would be something because the next one after this is twenty forty eight, something like that. Or not? Yeah. Isn't it twenty fifty six or? I it's don't in know, yeah twenty fifty. Several then. decades from now. Yeah, so. and it's yeah. I forget where that one is either. I don't know twenty forty eight. I think I'm pretty sure. I think, and then there's like we, we've debated on if I'll be alive. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and then there's another one in like 2086 or something that goes through Michigan, the lakeshore. I'll only um, be 105. Hey, yeah, you know. Spry. Who knows? You, that means you'd be like 98. Yeah. You could see that. I, I could. 
I could see that one. I'd actually. be like 90, 93, 90. Yeah, or you, no, sorry, you you'd be ninety eight. I would be ninety. I'm two years younger than you, so ninety six. Yeah, you guys have got a real good shot at that one. <laughs> if we're lucky, I mean, we weren't our diapers. If I live to ninety six, I'll be a happy man. Uh, <laughs> Matt, hold my dentures. <laughs> we're just pushing you around. <laughs> <laughs> Spread my ashes during the total solar. <laughs> that, fishy, fishy. <laughs> Let my soul rest during the <laughs> Nathan, blink twice if you can see us. Yeah. There he goes. <laughs> during the There's ecl- carp just jumping at my ashes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> well, it'll, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be like uh, Big Lebowski. We'll mm-hmm. throw the ashes. It'll be really windy and it'll oh, just blow at us. Out of a Folgers can. <laughs> Out of a Folgers can, it'll so hit good. all of us. That we'll, we'll do it like into a headwind, and it'll just blow right back at us. <laughs> oh, that movie! It's so good. It's one of the best. Yeah, one of the best. But yeah, so we're one year out from the eclipse. One of the things too, we gotta uh, definitely bring to our meeting, and I would recommend all eclipse chasers do this. We gotta print out some big totality maps. Oh, I thought you were gonna say pinhole pricker. <laughs> <laughs> no. Some big uh, maps, paths of totality with like a nice map. I'm going to ask my friend at work to print out like one that can fit on the whole table. Oh, yeah. Well, that'll be like our battlegrounds. Yeah. Yeah. And then we... You could get it laminated and then we can draw out potential routes and... and Move like... like, Get a string to measure mileage. Here's (laughs) what I'll do. I'm going to get some like... uh, Fuck technology. We're doing this the old way. (laughs) Get some figurines. Yes. Like war figurines. That's what I'm saying. So I laminate it. And We're then going I, to attack from the south. <laughs> yes. We're going to need a matchbox car, a, and a camper matchbox car. One of the things too, like, so um, everyone that attends the meeting will get one of those um, sticks with the little leather, like to, like a general pushes. <laughs> like push. an antenna. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. in those World War II movies where they're like, the general is like, we'll go this way. We'll flank this out. <laughs> like we'll bring those and we'll make that happen. It'll be great. No, I, 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 that's one thing I think is well worth bringing. Even if you can only print it on a normal size piece. Uh, is the path of totality. It's, yeah. I mean, that's what you need first and foremost to, to really, um, understand. Cause I feel like when we went to the 2017 people would like people that I know, know stuff about space even were like, didn't really fully understand like what the path of totality is versus like seeing it from Michigan. Yeah. And I was like, how, yeah. how can you like yeah, not know this? It's two different things. It's one of the reasons we, we started the podcast is to, yeah get people to understand that difference it's not yeah, yeah. oh you didn't okay it's, you saw it, it's gonna be like this out like we're at we're a little past dusk yes yep and then the, the i think we've said it before but you know people that are like oh yeah i saw it and I, my state was in you know 89.6 percent totality doesn't matter you're yep. nothing to it us do, it doesn't mean anything like you never took off your glasses <laughs> listen <laughs> yeah you're nothing to us <laughs> No, it's, it's, it, but even like 98% totality or whatever it is, I don't know what the threshold is before you finally could take your glasses off. I, but it's damn near a hundred. You know, you don't want any sliver of the sun in your eyes. Like, no, I'm just thinking of this. Uh, if, if we road trip it, we're probably going to go somewhat close to Zach. He's like St. Louis. We could pick him up. Pass through. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause if we go, I mean, if we're going to Arkansas or Texas that we're going right through St. Louis. Yeah. We did another thing. Arkansas might be, that would be fun if we bring bikes. Yeah. Go go do some mountain biking Fayetteville. down Fayetteville. I don't, is Fayetteville? And I actually, think, I have a connection on a lodging down there too. Nice. Fayetteville's kind of on the edge. I, I think. think. I think it's but on the yeah, edge. You we could, could stay you could have a home in. base and then yeah. drive in, which is what we did for Louisville. Yeah. Um, Little Rock is 
officially a part of the path. But I feel like Little Rock's not as cool as Fayetteville, nah, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. no. Fayette Chill. Yeah. We gotta Fayette go to Chill. Fayette Chill. Yeah, yeah. I still get it. Uh, what was that brewery we went to there? They sent me Fossil emails. something. Fossil Cove. Fossil Cove. Yeah. That was a shout trip. out to Fossil Cove. What they a, had some good beers. Well, that was a fantastic trip too. That was. Uh, uh, that was a memorable trip. That was super fun yeah. to go when we went down for uh, Cyclocross Worlds. It was. It was a good time. But, yep. but yeah, so we'll have another trip like that. I think that's that's what we should aim for is a trip that feels like this. Uh, this I don't know. That this, that trip, and that, like, it, it's getting me psyched to do it as a road trip because that was such a fun time when we yeah. went down there, got yeah. the whole crew together. and yeah it's just, there's just something that feels different versus flying because when you fly in i feel like you save a lot of time in terms of your actual transit yeah but the amount of like coordination you know with finding a ride from the airport to the hotel and getting this and that and it just seems like when you add all up the entire thing it kind of equates anyway yeah like the timing yeah you know if you consider how much time you're actually planning versus just when you're once you get cruising, you're just cruising. You're having fun the whole time. Like yeah, you're yeah. not necessarily having fun the whole time when you're getting the prep and post flight. Um, you're just kind of in the motion. So I, I, I think it would be really fun to road trip, but we'll have to just see. Cause yeah. I, I don't know. I've heard when I've mentioned like, Oh, rent. Yeah. Maybe we rent an RV to, I, f- I feel like I was talking to somebody at work and they're like, Oh, that's like, cause they were like, Oh, we rented an RV once it was insane. I think it is expensive because I think you pay like by the day, by the mile, Mm -hmm. and you pay your gas. So I think it it adds up pretty quick. Because they're probably, honestly, their best situation as a company is the kind of people that just rent one of their RVs, pay the premium to do so, and travel a very minimal amount. Yeah. Like take an RV up to Traverse City. Yeah. And they're like, hell yeah sign the dotted line right so when when you take it a super far distance they're like you're gonna yeah <laughs> you're gonna pay yeah could that be a tax write-off though <laughs> yeah maybe yes if for we, eotnn if, if, we, if yeah. we yeah for eotnn llc yeah yeah for sure because um yeah it's we worth it. press passes <laughs> yeah, we're educating people <laughs> this is a re- this is the this is yeah this is education just yeah. make make press passes and put on vests and act like we're like part of the media we could just, I mean, we should just start a YouTube channel. We have one, technically. Well, technically we do, yes. But we should keep it going, like, as far as, like, uh, live mm-hmm. live streaming or, like... Mm-hmm. Um, could live stream. That's way easier than editing a video. That's yeah. yeah. Well, somebody easier. has to drive. I'm thinking about this now. Somebody has to drive because we have a brand new tent from Underberg. Right. That, that, so that, that's what I was getting at with yeah. a flight. Like, I mean, you could technically ship that or, or whatever, but it would be such a pain in the ass. No, that would cost a small fortune. Yeah. And take that on a plane. Yeah, it would. Or ship it'd it. It would be a couple hundred. Well, definitely several hundred dollars. Yeah. Probably close to 500 maybe. Um, <laughs> Especially if we can't figure out how to unfold it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to plan this out. So it, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, the month of May, we're going to dedicate the month of May, episode 64, um, to... Eclipse prep, yep. I'd say overall, uh, we'll be featuring a special guest and, uh, or maybe special guests. Maybe we do like a little compilation, do like, you know, something with our, uh, I don't know, just a couple different guests. We'll make it happen. And it'll be all about Eclipse prep for 2024 because the reality is we all know time moves fast, but it doesn't move that fast. Like the next Eclipse is going to be so, so much longer than it was what we waited Double. Yet, yeah, more than double even. Yeah. It, it just you gotta you gotta make this one happen. This is this is your shot. This is. So this is the the 
really at the end of the day, this is your shot uh, for really guaranteeing that you're going to see one, I think. Yeah. Because I think the next ones even are, are going to be hit or miss. Just yeah. How long and duration and the, where they hit too. For sure. But. And then there's always the, there's always eclipses in other countries and, and one, uh, other sides of the world. But, you know, I guess if we were to encourage, if we were to inspire someone to be like, I missed that one, but well, we I did know have I'm, one in Australia, didn't we? Right. But yeah. if someone was like, I'll fly to, I'll fly all the way to Australia just to see one. I'll be like, kudos. Yeah. Glad yeah. we could help. Is, wait, is that upcoming or did that, that happen? It just happened. Yeah. It just happened mm-hmm. this week, didn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. yeah. It was, nope. uh, I don't think it was, I think it was about as long as maybe the 2017 was. Okay. Yep that's what's unbelievable about 2024 as well as it is like one of the longest eclipses like in a long, long time. Yeah. yeah. Like I'd be interested to see what the longest one has been. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really good look that question. Up. Yeah. I mean, well, we got connections in Australia. We didn't take advantage of that. Well, we tried. I mean, I met, I brought it up to Gary, but he's, he was like, oh, I've got friends there. I was hoping maybe somebody would send in a pic. Yeah. Um, but, but I uh, haven't seen any yet. It was recently. It was at the tail end of the month My of April. Gaza. Yeah. We'll see. What's the longest eclipse totality? Oh, wow. Okay. This is, this is a while back, guys. So uh, the longest historical total eclipse lasted 7 minutes and 27 Ooh. seconds on June 15, 743 BC. Wow. Wow. The longest eclipse theoretically possible. They must have thought possible. it was the end of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Like back then, they would have thought it's just like, oh, the sun burned out. We're dead. Looks like it went through um, South America, like Brazil, like northern Brazil. So you wow. imagine not knowing what that was, especially too with how I mean, although. Yeah, it, it just had to have been unbelievable because just even if you had a certain understanding of what the sky is and like where yeah. it just wouldn't have been. You wouldn't have been tracking it or anything, not knowing that it's coming. At least you know? not with any techno. Like it might have been, oh, we see constellations or whatever, but yeah. you're not necessarily like tracking where the moon is. And you wouldn't have known it was coming. No. I, I can't imagine at least no. at that what, time. I wonder what time of day that was. But yeah, 740. Yeah. That, that's in, I can't imagine. Like, and that, but we get four minutes and almost 30 seconds for 2024 down yeah. in Texas. And that, that's going to feel the 2017 one was two minutes and 30 seconds. And it felt like 10 minutes. It, think. it really would would you equate it to that david that it felt like it felt like 10 minutes to me yeah i mean time almost kind of stands still a little bit for sure it's so yeah. unbelievable that yeah it's almost like one of those moments in your life where uh like you have to your your mind just like slows down to just capture what it is like you just yeah. can't you can't capture it really any other way yeah you i have to experience this it. this time around um you know, obviously, I mean, even this last, the last time around we, we <laughs> saw it, we didn't, I wasn't like looking through cameras and all that. I was kind of like looking through your camera a little <laughs> bit, but this time around, I'm for sure not going to look down at the camera. I'm going to yeah. be, I'm going to set mine up as well. Oh yeah. Set it up and then uh, take some photos or have it all preset to take photos. Just constant take photo and you'll get one good one for yeah. sure. Yeah. That's because we'll have that uh, nicer camera too. So we'll be able to just set it up. It has the ability to just like, as soon as I press go. When it's like the partial, maybe we'll use the solar eclipse timer app when it's like five, four, three, two, and then I'll just go click. I have, to, just, I have to imagine too that the, um, it, it'll look bigger in the sky too if the moon's that much closer to us yes. for the eclipse. So I think it will look just like probably double the size in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. But Listen to this. Yes. All right. Hypothetically, 
if there was life on every planet and you, I mean, earth is, I guess, unique in that the moon can't obstruct the sun completely. There's no other planet where the moon is. Well, I mean, it would be like a much smaller size of totality, but check this out. Assuming, assuming earth had the same length of days or yeah, length of a day as every other planet Mm -hmm. and, and you got an eclipse on Neptune, 16 hour day. On Uranus, 17-hour day. On Saturn, 11-hour day. On Jupiter, 10-hour day. Mars, 25 hours. Earth, 24. Mercury, 1,408 hours. You'd be obstructed. Like if it was, if the eclipse was right over you. Oh, wow. Venus, 5,832 hours. Like what does that equate to? Like how many days would that be? Like it it would be like years that you're just in darkness. Wow. And there would just be like a dead spot. That's wild. Yeah. Crazy. If, like the, if that magnitude of a totality. You said 5,000 hours? 5,832 hours is one day there. Okay. So let's, a long let's time. add. The, okay. Um, 5,832 divided by Oops. 300. Uh, well, let's see. Divided by 24, right? Yep. Divided by 24. Oh, whoops. I did. Sorry, the eclipses do happen on other planets quite often. Yeah, there was that one on Mars. Yeah, two hundred forty-three days you'd be in totality. <laughs> Insane, just darkness for almost two hundred forty-three days. Two thirds. Like, of think year. about that. Like, if the totality, let's just, let's say, like the shadow is, uh, I don't know, call it ten miles, and you didn't ever venture out of that ten-mile radius. <laughs> For 243 days, it would just be dark in your spot. There's a civilization living there, and they just like shove the the peasants must stay in the dock. We'll shove them in with with just this glowing ring in the sky. (laughs) That'd be crazy. Yeah, it'd be wild. Uh, Yeah, Um, it would be. I mean, I I actually think um, eclipses happen with other planets and Mm -hmm. their moons more frequently because the sun's that much further away. Well, and you get that many more too. moons at like certain yeah. planets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They they're more like there's more likelihood that they'll line up that way. But I mean, mm-hmm. I I just mean like the size of our moon in like at its distance away from us, you know, can completely obstruct the sun. Whereas like yeah, other planets, if you're further away, it's a lot easier to obstruct the sun, so you don't need as big of a moon. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're closer, right? If you're closer, then it, the moon would need to be that much bigger. Like if, yeah. If, so if you're right. yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. It would have to be in order to obstruct the yeah. sun. If you're on like yeah, a, yeah. If you're closer to the sun, it'd yeah. have to be it'd like be bigger, Mercury but... would have to have this insanely large moon. Yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah. the size of us. Yeah. yeah, in order to obstruct the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you get a hell of an umbra. Imagine that your moon. You get one that was two hundred. It would look like a donut. Hours. No, I mean, like if you're on. Like oh, it would be like a crazy annular. You, you, but you'd have like a donut where your moon was in front of the sun, but not obstructing it. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't be able to look at it probably. No. It would just look like, it'd uh, like an annular. You, it'd yeah. be, it would look like a, or, or some, in some cases it would look like <clears throat> a, a planet transit. You yeah. Know, like when you yeah. see Venus transit the sun, you yeah. can watch it go across. It'd be like that kind of, if the moon was small enough, but yeah, if it yeah. was like absolutely enormous. Yeah. It'd be and the, and it would be that long too because you think about if it was that enormous then yeah. the, it would be rotating at a speed where it's just 
it's keeping the planet itself in such darkness. Yeah. Um, only a few days of the year would it would just get lucky enough to get any light. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But the uh, I feel like the like the gravity wouldn't would never work that way, right? Because it wouldn't it just suck into the sun at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I it's, would think that the mass of the sun would pull you in. Mm-hmm. It would. I mean, it, it really would look like a massive black hole in the sky mm-hmm. all yeah. the time. Which yeah. it technically, I think it kind of does look like that when there's an eclipse. It looks like just this weird smoky ring mm-hmm. in the sky, like this portal or this. Yeah, uh, it looks like a little portal. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, you yeah. you feel the sense of like. I can't wait. Um, it really does look like a portal. It looks like a portal into like some other. It like in the same way that a black hole kind of bends the fabric of space and time it, it you look at it and you're like this is insane it's such a sci-fi looking thing yeah. that your eyes have never processed something that looks like that in real life right it, and you can still make out you can still see the moon like you can see like the actual like sea of tranquility and all mm-hmm. that on the moon you can it's crazy That's so weird yeah you can see the lights like bending around it yeah right yeah there's there's light bent there's enough light bending around the back side of the moon to, sh- to shine on it just enough where you can make out some details. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's more of a gray color, like a dark, dark gray. It's huh. obviously always somewhat yeah. gray. Um, and you can't... The crazy thing, too, is that you can't, since it's obviously a uh, new moon, mm. you can't even see it like during the day. Like before yeah. the eclipse, you don't even know the moon's there. Yeah. You can't yep. see it. Yeah, it's, crazy. it's getting drowned out. Yeah. And that's what's... That's actually a really good point because if the moon wasn't... If you could see the moon in the morning and you're waking up and you're driving, you're like, oh, there's the moon. Like eventually it's going to cross the sun. Like you kind of, it almost is a bit too much of a tease. Whereas when you're, when it's the new moon and you're out there and you're baking in the hot sun and you're like, when's it going to, when is it going to finally hit? And then you're looking through the scope and all of a sudden you're, you've been looking at the sun all morning through a telescope. And then suddenly the moon just like hits the sun and starts creeping across very slowly. Fuck yeah. And you're like, oh my God. How long and did it take from the moment of contact? It's like, to, I think an hour and a half, maybe, okay. yeah. wasn't it? So, yeah. Or maybe an hour. Yep. It's it's enough time where you're like, yeah, let's go. Up yeah. The, yeah. The, the cool you're drinking like four or five beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you well, got your tinfoil hat on. Yeah. The, the cool thing is too, is that it's like, as it gets more and more covered, the sun that is, um, you can, it physically like, you can feel the temperature starting to drop. Yes. It's insane. It yeah. is just weird. It's like the sun's right up in the air. It's right above you, but it's almost like it's about like, it's like dusk. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, nine o'clock yeah. at night during, during the summertime when the sun's ab- about to set kind of feeling and yet the sun's like right above you. It's crazy. Yeah. It but, feels like it should be, you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock. Yeah. All of a sudden. And then I think when, especially when you're in a really hot environment, you go from, it was damn near a hundred degrees that day. Yeah. And then you go down to something like 82 that's a huge, a huge difference yeah. in, in temperature. Yeah, when you're like in direct heat too. Yeah. yeah. When you've been sitting in that sun the whole time and then it's it's blocked out for that long and it just goes to show you how it, there's something about feeling that where you really get perspective on how powerful the sun is. Yeah. Like just two minutes, only two minutes and 30 seconds, it was, it was out. Yeah. And it, I'm this much cool, cooler. It's, yeah. <sighs> it's going to be great so we'll, we'll find a time to get together soon with the totality map with our figurines and our little general <laughs> things and we'll come up with a with now, a war plan the I-65 route <laughs> yes we'll dress like generals too when we do it it's going to be amazing <laughs> we got to make the plan for uh, uh, for the the most efficient way for us to see what we saw in 2017 yes. and, and double and double the time it's going to be so cool yep 
but um, I think we'll be good to refill some brews here yeah, and I'm, I'm uh, get some, some Underbug. Presented by Underbug is the break. The break of Eclipse on Tap. The break. The break. The break. Only the finest bitter and digestive Underberg presents us the break. And uh, we'll be with you in just a few minutes for the second half to cheers our Underbergs. Cheers. 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 Eclipse on Tap is brought to you by one of our long-standing friends. He's our official shop supplier. Rockford Bike Shop, George T. Swansea, his wife Katie, Geese, the team over there is awesome. If you want great prices, awesome selection of product, and just professional service. I mean, I only trust my bike to George at Rockford Bike Shop. He can do it all. He really can. Whatever you need for your bike, whether you are a uh, recreational rider or a full-blown racing cyclist, George has what you need, and he'll get your bike in tip-top shape for the spring season. Um, our good friends at Underberg, um, wow, they are great friends, and they they provide this are we, product. Are we, are we back? We're back. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. We're talking Underberg for a second. Yeah. They um, produce this digestive that is, wow, it's, a such, it's such a great way to get from the first half of what you're doing to the second half because it really, I feel like it makes you feel good after what it, ever, what it was that you just consumed, whether it was a large meal, a flight of beers, something a or little heavy. You just, you just finished Berry Roubaix. Yeah, you, you just need a little something. You get this glass clink in your ear, you're just like, oh, I need an Underberg. And um, that's what we'll cheers to. Underberg. Cheers. Bergs. Cheers. Percolate, bitches. Mm. It's been a while for me. I haven't had a Berg in a while. Oh yeah. It's it's so it, it's amazing, folks. It's really good. I love it. So Listen good. now for nineteen ninety five. My tummy in. just warmed up. Yeah. It that's the thing. It's like I, a warm I've got blanket. An empty stomach right mm. now. So that just oh man, that feels good. Mm. It really uh, does a number. It's it's delicious and it's it's it, it just feels good. Like it it feels like it's something good for you. It's an all natural product. It's just it's a nice little after dinner digestive. I mean, in Europe they do this kind of stuff like after every meal. It's yeah, just what they after do. dinner, take some with you when you go for a picnic. Mm-hmm. If you're going out for beers, yeah. take yeah. it with you. It's it's amazing. So check them out, uh, Underberg. We we love them and um, we appreciate them with providing us underbergs for the bug break and the new team tent, which we mentioned in the first half. Yep. I think. Yes, we did. The new team tent from underberg, um, we'll be revealing soon on the, on the Instagram. Once the weather finally decides to be good enough to, to make it. Yeah. Not fearful that it's going to blow away or, um, or get rained on. Obviously at one point it'll get rained on, but not for the first time. No, it's gotta be a nice sunny day. Yeah. 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 Basking. So this tent, folks, is uh, unbelievable. We are, we're thrilled to um, be partnered up with Underberg in this way. And it is this just insanely cool collaboration of a, of a design on the, on, the can, on the canvas of the tent where it's got this night sky and our logo kind of looks like a constellation. It's, it's so like cool. an actual eclipse. It looks sweet. Yeah. You know, we talked about this a little bit off air, and we can cut this out if we want, but I've got an idea that for next year's Barry, that the race that uh, Matt and I just did mm-hmm. with a couple other guys we'll mention, mm-hmm. um, 
uh, what if we sponsored Underberg Eclipse on Tap sponsors like the Three Sisters next year? Yeah, like the first three hills you hit, mm-hmm. and we could even do like a special kit for that race. Yeah, that's pro. The one I just yeah. told you about. That's it. Yeah, I'm telling. I mean, yeah. it would be cool. It would be really cool. And if they were to sponsor like that little, I mean, that's like the yeah. big rumble of the race. Oh yeah, right? like that kicks it off, baby. Yeah. The Three Sisters. Yeah. You get over those bad boys, and it's on. Mm-hmm. You call it the the Three Matterhorns. <laughs> The three bugs. Yes. Maybe I'll awesome. do it too. Yeah. It, it was fun. To. It was uh, it was an ass kicking though. That's a good look, good little segue. Cracking into. Yeah. Also, we should crack this. The, cracking uh, into a lacroix. <laughs> the beer of choice tonight is uh, 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 a beer from Great Lakes Brewing Co. Not too far from us in Cleveland, Ohio. What about five hour drive? His Craft IPA. I feel like we've had this one before, but it is a pretty I don't know cool. If I've had that. It kind of looks like Falcon Heavy a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It's got three three rockets all in parallel. Looks like a penis. It looks something like a penis. <laughs> a phallus, if you will. <laughs> it has a phallic shape. But yeah, it's uh, headed up into orbit and um, 6.7 ABV, 40 IBUs. Hayescraft IPA from Great Lakes Brewing Company in Cleveland, Ohio. Blast into orbit through a uh, hazy galaxy of other world tropic fruit aromas. Hmm. Crack it. I love it when they give a rundown like Ecliptic does, yeah. where where they, it's like blast into the you know, ha- hazy tropic, blah, blah, blah. They're setting know. the stage for the flavor. Yeah. And that's, uh, I appreciate that level of detail. I do too. I mean, like, give me something to chew on before I enjoy it. I'll do a little. <laughs> give me some literature, literature to read beforehand. <laughs> yes. Please. I'd like a manual on how to consume this beverage. So cheers, um, episode cheers, 63. Oops. Cheers. Put them up. Almost. Wait, yeah. Yeah, we'll call it good. Call it good. Very haze. I mm. like it. Oh, that's good. That's really good. The haze craft That's real good. That's one of those, um, you could drink that on the beach for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I get, I get some like tart grapefruit at the end. Mm-hmm. You get that? That tropical. Yeah fruit flavor yeah i don't know exactly what it is but it's like, good i feel like kind of a grapefruit yeah easy ipa type flavor mm-hmm. kind of mango ish yeah maybe yeah it's kind of, there is a bit of sweetness to it yeah it's, it's good. good it's very good a good finish mm-hmm. so let's get into barry yeah so barry um for those that don't know it is the world's largest gravel race just like it is the world's longest grand tour coming up at Grattan. La Tour uh, de Gaton. La Tour de Gaton. I paid, uh, I paid Brian his EOT salary for the year. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. I, got, I'm, I'm gonna, I have to Venmo him so bad. <laughs> I think I'll do it too because it's, it's just so good. Him as the organizer of the race, satirically our director sportif. It's, it's so much fun. I can't wait. But So Barry being the um, – it, it's kind of like Iceman in a way. We've talked a lot about that on the podcast in the past. It's like the spring version of that in it's some like ways. It's the queen of the classics yeah. Yeah. around here. Uh, big gravel race, a lot of elevation down south of us, about 30 or 40 minutes in Hastings, Barry County, Hastings, Michigan. And um, it was a unbelievably warm day for the time of year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really nice. Low 80s. Low yeah. 80s at, at its peak and just dry, like not humid or no. it was weird. It was it dusty. Was, the roads were dusty and like they had been graded. So it was kind of like marbly gravel. It yeah. wasn't like hard pack. Sometimes you get it nice, like hard, it's better than the pavement. Yeah. Um, this was pretty this, loose. This is pretty loose. So yeah. we were running a little bit lower pressure and Matt and I 
we just we went into it saying like let's just roll it and let's have cruise fun it. and stay together and in fact all the eclipse on tap yeah people like so robert foshag who is with us um our igor. good friend rob igor um he joined us and we he kind of stopped by before while we were getting kitted up and he's like so what's the plan and we're like roll roll <laughs> and he doesn't fight for position at all and just roll yeah. he was like hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, so yeah, we had us three in the 62 miler and then yep. we had Gary and Aaron in the Aaron's 36 okay. mile. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, and it ended up actually, I think being kind of fun was, um, for our clips or sorry, for our kit that we'll be also revealing. I think when we take some photos of the Underberg tent, it'll be a kind of a cool yeah. way to yeah, reveal the kit yeah. officially. If you were at Barry, you saw it, but we have a pink jersey short sleeve this year um to match with the blue bibs and so those of us that wrote home six, and away a uniform yeah, you can either the, go all blue yeah. or you can go blue and it's, pink. yeah exactly home and away so the 62 milers it just so happened that we all wore the pink top and the blue bibs and then the 36 milers wore the blue warney so it's yeah. kind of like the, the yin and the yang and yeah. it was cool uh, it, was. it was cool to see rob took some really good photos of yeah. us yeah so rob yeah rob mandering i mean friend of the podcast joe miles too yeah was that yeah. that's where you found the one of me right yeah. yeah a lot of really talented sports photographers out there including our good friend rob um who took some some awesome photos and captured they they just do a good job of capturing just the, happened to the, miss the, me rob huh <laughs> <laughs> you look like you were a friend of the podcast <laughs> rob uh Oh. The um the race though so we set off. He only had like six thousand other people. Yeah. Said, what did he say? He had like fifteen thousand yeah. downloads or something. Yeah. Well, he had shit. fifteen or no, he had over ten thousand photos. Yeah. Or not 10, downloads, but like like photo thousands upload. of photos that he had to upload. Unbelievable yeah. amount. And he yeah. sells he sells those right. Yeah. He does. Okay. Yeah. Check him out. Rob Mendering Photography. Yeah. I think it's Rob Mendering Photography dot com. No, I'll look it up. It's because it's like RMP. I think. Yeah, we'll find the or official. Like the the abbreviation. But that I mean just once you see it, you'll get a really good appreciation for what this man does. I mean, even the, get this right on the three sisters, uh, at the end of the third one, he stands in the middle of the road. Like, okay. did you see? I got yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. It. What is it? At Rob, R-O-B, M, photo on Instagram. There you go. Check Follow those us. photos out there. He, and he gets a lot of good ones of the dogs. Yeah, and you'll be able to link up to his uh, website too from yeah. there. But he... At the end of the third sister, I, did you see him? I mean, we were we were pretty far back, but I could still see the front uh, when at the end of that third bump. Yeah, he was standing there like until pretty close to the last. Yeah. not not the last second, but he got some insanely cool photos. And w- you see just this front of of riders, and then just fading into dustier, dustier, yeah. and then it's like a full blown. And then Nathan and I are like not visible <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, not even I, close at one point as you're going over those and you get out of them you do that longer downhill yep um you know you can see the front of the, the race and it, you come down this real long downhill and then take a right onto a paved yeah, road the right-hander yeah. i was like oh there, there goes yeah. the lead. I was like, like i was just peeking the hill and i could see the lead group all the way up the street already i'm like and i i'm sitting there you know thinking about it in years past where i would have been like i gotta be in the lead group blah 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 I'm like, they are probably already a minute and 10 ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Like it had to be like a mile or close to a mile there from like when you crest the hill to where you could see the lead group. Yeah. And there was groups all over the road already. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was, was like, yeah, all over. It was, was immediately. I think blasted. we were in like the fourth or fifth group. Yeah. And each group was like probably close to a hundred guys. And then I was really. also the, after the three sisters, you and I rode that well because we rode it like easy. Yeah. But then at the end of it, there was dude. We passed so many f- people that were just blown out. Like, oh yeah, trying to hang on the front. 
for and, like however long they could and just like I'm, we're talking like catastrophic like full-blown <laughs> peddling squares like peddling already. squares well, how, how big was the lead group at that point like i said each group i think was probably close to so, like 70 to yeah. 100 i would say the lead group was about 70 yeah like a good a full-blown pack at Grattan or more yeah like you know a, a good quality pack but there was a point where after those climbs because we took it easier i remember we were, we were just like cruising the two of us yeah. just kept, and you'd we'd catch on to a group and they'd just be like going crazy slow like yeah we kind of yeah. destroyed and we just rode tempo the whole time and yeah. but we we like basically would just get on the front of whatever group we were in and mm-hmm. pull and then eventually like half the group drops off and you bridge up to the next group and do the same thing in that group and we i don't know where we finished like 180th or something but that was including i mean i stopped at mile like i don't know 50 or so was that last rest stop and i Got, I refilled both bottles, stood there for a few minutes, had a like a gel or something. And I was like, because at that point we had been separated yep. for a little while. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'll just wait here for Matt. And then I'm like, wait a second. Wait what a if minute. Matt's got a flat or something? Yeah. <laughs> I stand yeah. here for like 20 minutes and he's he's already back drinking beers. Yeah. Like, I better keep going. So yeah. then I ended up catching Rob coming into town. Right. Yeah, it's fine. You, yeah, I was happy that you guys grouped together because it, it made for a good finish. Yeah, got yeah. a lot of good, David got a lot of good photos. Some yeah. cool videos of cool the finish, video, finish videos. Video. Yeah. yeah. I hit, I think we were, you know, what's funny is you see, um, if you go on the, the Barry Ribay website and you look at the results, they have, remember those, there's some checkpoints that you pass yeah. where your chip, you know, you can hear it beep and it gives you a little, kind of like Iceman does. Yep. I think you can track riders. Right. That way. Yeah, 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 you can. Like see where so it is at. So the 44 mile mark, we, you and I were together. It's a 62 mile rate or it ended up being a little, what, 64? It was 65 65. This year, which, well, go ahead. Um, so mile 44, you and I were still together, riding tempo, feeling great. Right after mile 44, there's like a cyclocross section and you were cruising because you That's were, what I wanted to talk about. That part was so much fun. It, it was like grass. You're riding on grass and then there was a pretty sandy part where you kind of like you could get through it if you were skilled enough or you might have to get off. Definitely yeah. cyclocrossy. That's when I lost you. And then I was going to hop back on. I kind of caught back on to you and that doctor. Yeah. And then um, you make an immediate left after that. And it's this hill that the race brands as the wall. And I was like, <laughs> I'm fucking <dead."> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You caught back on right at the wall. And yeah. then I, I, we, I just like, so I didn't have enough, enough gear. So I was like, I got to like muscle these a little bit because if I had gone any slower, I would have just had to start walking. Yeah. Like you I had, had to yeah, keep you had a going because I had a bigger gear. I just went I down to my easiest and, and I was just yeah. like, I, I kind of felt that little hint of either like a potential maybe cramping situation or maybe a little bit bonky. And I was like, I'm not going to yeah. go. I'm just going to. Plus it was like the first the time we'd ridden in warm weather. Yeah. So everybody's, I mean, we were caked in salt at yeah. the end of it. Yeah. So I cruised then Like it was funny to see the split. Cause I was like with you at 44 and then like 10 minutes behind you at 62. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. I mean, we, we made it through and I, uh, I feel like if I push you hard, then I, it's not a good day. Like yeah. it just, you end up having, your whole day is ruined. It is such an so enjoyable I, I, way. Like, and this is just getting me getting away from like competitive riding, racing, like where I would have been stressed about. Cause we rolled up to the start like 10 minutes early and we were at the back of wave one. Way back. Like we, you had to have been at the line a half an hour early to get we technically positioning. cut spot we put our bikes over the yeah. rail and like i mean we guys had, made space for yeah, us people that we knew it was like keegan and dan Corianic. they were like yeah come on in whatever yeah that's i what, can't well, believe when we lined up the year that i did it um 2018 or so um that we had we lined up 
about 30 minutes early, I think. Did we? Yeah, it was really yeah. early just to be able to get like yeah. towards the pointy end. Yeah, pencil. we were crazy. first, but second row, or second or third row, I think. But yeah, it's yeah. quite the race. I mean, it really yeah. has become something uh, huge. It's a huge event. I mean, the, that city of Hastings, um, for Only, those that don't know, is not a big town. No. And this, this like, place, What else would they be getting, uh, you know, you figure they've got 6,000 riders. Everybody, you know, potentially, you know, a third of those stay overnight, whether it's in a hotel or VRBO or camping or whatever. All those meals, all the, like, what it brings into that town, and they have just embraced it. There's, like, there's permanent road signs out mm-hmm. for the course. Like, yeah. where else do you get that kind of treatment as a cyclist? So, yeah, it's, it's really cool. cool. Very cool event. So, that was a fun way to kick off the season. Uh, cheers. Cheers to that, and um, we'll be looking forward to transitioning into the world from the world's lar- longest, sorry, from the world's largest gravel race to the world's longest Grand Tour. Yep, the Tour de Gaton. Stage one is next week. Stage so. one next week. Sorry, it's supposed to be forty. I'm out. That's hey, you know what? Everybody, I, I feel like I'm. Everyone misses at least what yeah. three of them. I mean, yeah, Lindsay's the gonna be gone, and I like. I, I just uh, I'll take care of the kids that night. I don't want to like. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be forty-four degrees and pretty sure raining so yeah you're not yeah. gonna yeah. miss much no and, and plus it's you know let's be real it's gonna be a slow yeah progress through, gonna, through the season like it normally is yeah it will. But hey we peak at the right time we, i we will do. say this though like at the way that we rode barry mm-hmm. my longest ride going into it was like 42 miles and the way we rode it just like slow and steady mm-hmm. smart like I thought I was going to blow up doing 62 and it was like, what's it like 4,500 feet of elevation or mm-hmm. something? Yeah. Quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought it was going to blow up and I actually felt good because we just rode it smooth. Mm-hmm. We weren't like blowing up. And I, yeah, I feel good about making it at that pace that far t- up to 44 at that pace. Like I, yeah. I was like, okay, I pulled, I kind of pulled the plug on it and just enjoyed the rest of the ride. But I was like for, for where we were at this time of the year, I, I'm like happy with this. Like, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. You know? we, I mean, we didn't do it last year, so. Yeah. So it'll be fun for Grattan. And then uh, and then David and I will be doing the Riverbank run too. We've been running yep. like a bunch of fiends. No, we kidding. have. We it's, have. Yeah. We've been, We I feel like we clicked into a high gear here, you and I. We have. We, you guys we did what, to, like 13 last weekend? 13, yeah, I did 30, 32 miles last week. Shit. Yeah. yeah. That's we, a long ride. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even done that really on a bike much. I think I did yeah. like a 40 two mile ride like a month ago yeah but uh yeah we've been we, we're next level now yeah we are with the running we might have to get you guys uh running gear. we should that, i think that would be cool that would be really cool to do like if Although, we're going to do the riverbank run like have like a, a the, shirt or the, a tank yeah. the zipper list would be actually probably pretty good for that i considered that actually because the pockets your gels in the pockets i've considered the the yeah. uh, I've, i have yeah. um i think that might be it it could be good. Like I, I, I want to do, I was going to do one of my, tomorrow's going to be cold. So I was like, shit, I can't do it. I'm going to do like a, not longer, but like an eight miler or something and maybe try to wear it, but it's going to be too cold. So I don't know, maybe next week or something I can give it a go. Yeah. I definitely want to test it because I need to feel late next week. You could test it. I, I need it. Yeah. When it gets warmer because I need to feel like our, if you do have stuff in the pockets, is it going to weigh it down in a way that's going to like chafe Oh. certain area you know what i mean like your nipples <laughs> your areolas your, your areolas you know um because it's a good oh it's the man is bleeding through his areolas <laughs> i've never had problems with suck. it yeah I, it would suck so badly and i've never had problems with it in the past but i you never know when you try out a new fabric yeah it's not a problem at all we rode that 
kit for Barry and it was Oh, that was I love that kit. It's amazing. I I mean, and we got so many cool compliments on it. Yeah. For it's a, essentially we haven't I guess we haven't revealed it, so we should now. It's a zipperless cycling, jersey, like racing yeah. cycling top. So they yeah. became kind of popular last year specifically in mountain biking. Yeah. Like in the World Cups, Nino started wearing this like zipperless jersey PFP did in the women's. Mhm. We're like, wow, that's weird. Like a zipperless jersey, but it's it's like wearing nothing. It's, I mean, it just feels a, more uniform. Yeah, on, on the front, it's like, of a, it's like a wet tight t-shirt. You know, <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. yeah. It you is. got the right the right team here for a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you still have your pockets, so you can still hold plenty of whatever you need in the back. And I think, um, and then also there were some uh, there were some appearances in like the the top ranks of cycling, Tade yeah. Pogacar yeah. or the Zipless in the, in some of the grand tours. So it's, I mean, we were like, let's give it a go, see what it's like. And my first few rides in it have been phenomenal. That, that's I, my, one of my favorite things about with Gary being part of the team and is that we can just throw anything at the wall and he's like, yeah, yeah let's try it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey Gary, what do you think about, <laughs> he's yeah. like, let's just do it. Fuck it. Yeah. What about a sleeveless Jersey, Gary? Yeah, it's for running or for, we've talked about like um, almost like like the top you're wearing, Nathan, or sorry, David, without the zipper and the hood. But we were talking yeah. about like a fishing top, but that yeah. that level yeah. of uh, weight. And he's like, yeah, let's let's try it. Like yeah. that would we should do that. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah, we've talked about it. We we should the make opportunities it are endless. Yeah, we could make gear for everything. Yeah, that's it. it it's a, a a great connection we have with Gary at five thirteen. It's, it's a fun time. So Barry yeah. was a good a good event, good way to kick off the season and. Uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. It's going to be a good time. I think we've got a really good group of dudes. Um, we do. For this year. Very and solid. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a fun Gratton. Good crowd. <clears throat> like I said, we'll see uh, We'll see how week one goes, but mm-hmm. it is a long haul, so you don't want to peak too early. You, yeah, yeah, definitely you listening, don't want to yeah. don't peak too early. Yep. You might lose it on the last night. Who knows? Those dudes have been riding a lot. <laughs> They have. The, I'm, they're so <laughs> terrified. Oh my god! Week one's gonna be like, hold on for your, hold on to your asses because it's gonna be. Woo. Come on, Davo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> repeat. 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 Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know about this year, folks. I really don't. We'll but have to see. We'll see. Well, maybe the maybe hey, if if we can win one night again, yeah. like the fact that we won that you won the season last year is just astonishing. Yeah, it <laughs> but is, it's amazing. It really it, is. Every year, if we can win one night. I that's think that's a, a success for oh, us. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. We're hunting for... We're the type of team out there now. We're just hunting for stage wins. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're a stage win team. I mean, we've we've gotten our GC guy. I mean, we're not out to win seven tours. We're, we won our tour. Now we're just going to hunt for stages. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got I got my tour. So I'm I'm good with retirement now, honestly. Yeah. Guys, I'm, I'm like out there to be a domestique. I'm, I've gone past the peak of my career. I really have. I mean, you really only get one shot in your lifetime to win the the overall GC. I I just got Not it. True. You won it. I've won it a couple times. <laughs> You've got to catch up, David. I got some rings on yeah. these fingers. <laughs> There's a dynasty in play. Gratton rings. Yeah, they, it's it is a fun event, and um, I feel like uh, it's just a good community as well. It's a it's a fun place to for for like minded people to come together, and I feel like we've brought a good level of um fun back to it in yeah a way, you know we we have We're a custom fun again yeah we have a custom leaders jersey we've worn it twice in two years yeah we're not taking ourselves no too pressure seriously. guys we, we can't let it get dusty this year yeah we need yeah. to get it somebody has to wear it and it yeah i don't know we'll we'll figure it out we're gonna find a way 
We will. Yeah, life life we finds will. a way. It does. <laughs> it does. Life does find a way. <laughs> and our team has life. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We're going to make it happen. It's going to be good. So hey, we'll, we'll Speaking make of life finds a way. Yes. Starship <laughs> found yes. a way. It did find a it way. Did. It, Just yeah. barely, it seemed like, but it made it. And wow, was it. An absolutely, my it was Falcon heavy worthy of mind blowing for me. Like, have, just, have oh, yeah. you seen the damage it did to the launch? Yeah, pad? it made a a crater. a crater, like a literal crater, like something that you'd see from a textbook if you look up a meteor online. And like, it shows the, a crater. like, have it, you seen it? No, the oh. the complete foundation is just destroyed. Really, they yeah. show there's a I think on SpaceX they put put like a before and after. It is like there. It's got to be. 20 feet deep did the tower survive it did it did okay. so the but t- like the foundation yeah. just gone yeah wait till matt pulls it so up. the it's tower insane. the tower part is like that metal piece at the bottom and they actually consider that part of the rocket they call that like stage zero and oh. then the booster is stage one yeah so it's like oh. kind of because it's connected to the rocket and then it lets yeah. go yeah and that survived but this is the photo of the look at the crater underneath the oh my god do you have the before and after um it's it should be on spacex I think it's, I think it's on their Instagram. They they just need to use Pad Thirty Nine A, yeah, or something like that, or build a flame. Uh, oh, what is it called? A flame trench. Yeah, like yeah. Pad Thirty Nine A already has yeah. two of them built in. It's like an exhaust. Yeah, they it just. <laughs> I mean, you look at the Saturn Five, and I can't all of believe the, of all the technology that goes into it, they didn't think to like have a sustainable launch pad. I think so. My or theory did is it catch them off guard that it was that strong. I think it was. I think it was like a full-blown stress test of the entire rocket. Because you got to think like they're, like we've said before, they're supposed to launch people in that next fall. Yeah. Like in 2024. So I think it was a full-blown, complete stress this thing to the limit. Because you could see even after they launched it immediately, three of the 33 Raptor engines were already out. Yeah. Like, and they think it's from the debris from, because, you know, you see a rocket launch like the Saturn V all that exhaust goes down through the flame trenches and it pops out as this like grayish whitish smog looking, you know, like smoke. Yep. In this, it was like Brown. Like it was just dirt flying. There was like a, a bunch of the tanks got damaged by boulders flying places. <laughs> there was a minivan that was in like the parking lot that is like totally destroyed. Shit. Wow. So it, I think they How far away, like pretty far, <laughs> like, I was quarter say, mile or something. I yeah. don't know. Like, like you're not going to have a parking lot next to the no, launch pad. No, like, it was, uh, it was actually one of the, uh, NASA space flight is one of the space community driven, um, kind of journalist sites okay. that they actually have like a 24 seven base there for news more or less of Starbase. So they're tr- constantly yeah. tracking like you can on their YouTube channel. It's insane. If you go to NASA space flight, they have like videos of everything that's happening at that. So they can predict like, Oh, this one's going to launch here. Cause they can see people working on the stuff. Yeah. So long story short, one of their vans got just totally holy shit smashed um, from, from the burst of this rocket. Yeah. And it was unbelievably powerful. The <clears throat> crazy thing, just the sound of that thing, just mm-hmm. like crackling in the sky. Just ripping and then, the, uh, yeah. the, the one thing that is, I mean, obviously this, this was a, first test and a stress test um but that thing once it got to the point where it was like okay it's not going to separate and it's just tumbling in the sky yeah like that thing was like imagine i mean it was pretty high up it was like pretty much sub orbit at that point it was getting close to where it needed to be yeah yeah but that thing was like doing somersaults in the sky yeah and then they just hit 
self-destruct. And it's 390 feet long. And yeah. it was full blast still. Yeah. The, the separation mechanism for the uh, Starship itself did not work properly. And it was a, it sounds like it was like a whole cause and, cause and effect situation. You know, at some point they lost thrust at the very beginning from three of the rockets, sorry, three of the engines. And then later you could see that, I don't know on that, um, on the bottom of the screen for the live stream, they had that cool like view from this, almost like a diagram showing which ones were lit and which ones weren't. Yeah. yeah that was really cool. Which to me is like the perfect example of their attitude towards the launch. Like they, they had that up there cause they knew a, a bunch of them weren't going to go. Yeah. And it ended up being that I think five or six at the end of it all didn't, you know, ended up not fully doing what they yeah, needed to. Yeah, I think to. they said they had 27 out of 33. Yeah, which is pretty yeah. good. Like, yeah. and, and there yeah. was a lot of news articles that were like this kind of treating it as if it was this catastrophic failure and, you know, Elon was in the Capcom room and he looked super pissed and like, no, no, it was an absolute win. Like 100% win yeah. to get that thing off the pad like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, they've been touting it as a win anyway. Like on their it, social, they're, they're... It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it is for they're sure. They're not acting like a failure at all. It is double... It is the world's most powerful rocket by double the thrust. The Saturn yeah. V was almost 7 million, million... Sorry, 7 million pounds of thrust. This was almost 17 million. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And, <laughs> it's insane. And just unbelievable. Um, But yeah, I think, David, you brought up a good point with the way it was ripping through the air. And actually, my good friend Eric Ball was, he lives in Austin, Texas. So he drove, he actually drove down to Boca Chica at Starbase for the first launch, which was supposed to be, was it the 16th or the 17th? Yeah. Yeah. And then it didn't go, but he just stayed down there, which major kudos. Like I give him props because um, he was committed to it. And he stayed down there all the way through when it actually launched a few days later. And it was his on video, the 20th, wasn't it? It was not. Yeah, it was on the 20th. And just a few days later after the initial scrub and I got a Elon plan that he didn't want it to go off on the 17th. He wanted to go off on 420. Yeah, it's, it <laughs> seems to be his favorite number. Um, I have to find the video to just play the ripping, the ripping sound in the mic. It's it, it's, it's insane. I had it on yeah. my uh, I had it plugged into my car when you sent that. Mm-hmm. So it came over my like car sound system. But and I'm sitting at my storage unit and like the whole car, I'm in the parking lot. It's just like rumbling. Yeah, it's it was crazy. cool. It was super cool. So here, here it is. Uh, cheers to my good, good buddy, Eric Ball down in uh, Texas. Took this video. That's where it kicks in. backyard God. and it just keeps going yeah. for minutes minutes like, that's so good all of a sudden you just hear it like you know you hear the cheering and everything 
but then all of a sudden you just hear this like, you know, like just, can you imagine the earth just shaking? Like, yeah. You almost like you get a sense of like how much energy is drawn into this thing. It's just yeah. an insane amount of energy. Yeah. Seven, almost 17 million pounds of thrust. And they actually paused countdown at like 40 seconds too. They did. Yeah, they did. And they, so that's what they did on the first round. They took it down almost to the like T minus less than a minute on the when they first had it on the pad, but they they were never they they knew early on even T minus ten minutes that they weren't going to launch it. But they wanted they fueled up the entire booster, the entire way. That's why that whole booster is stainless steel, but it was yeah. like white with ice. Yeah, it was completely white with ice, and um, so they fueled it up the whole first time. And it was kind of cool to watch the actually that NASA space flight has a YouTube video of it being fueled up. And then once they scrub the launch, they fuel it down. So you watch it go white with ice and then you watch it go silver with steel yeah. as it, as they defuel it. Do you, is that done intentionally that I, it's that cold? I mean, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's just the, the temperature of the, of the fuel, the way that, that it, that's just like the Saturn five too. Yeah. There was like literally yeah. ice coming well, off the side of the Saturn five. Some of the damage was done was like ice chunks falling yeah. off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you watch Saturn V launches and you see those ones from the gantry and there's just, a lot of people are like, oh, it's paint flying off. No, it's ice. It's just yeah. giant chunks of ice. And I wonder why it, has to, why it is that cold or why it has to be that cold. I think it's cold. just the freezing point of the of the liquid. Like it's just, it just in like physically, chemically is just that cold. Like it just, Weird. I don't think it has to be that cold. I think it just is. It okay. just is that cold. Um, and then when it's, when it's, given that energy when it's ignited it just i mean it creates this insane amount of energy yeah and really when you think about it uh on a grand scale even though it's you know you, you hear about all of the, the the incredible amounts of um gallons of fuel that go into this thing and you're like wow that must be inefficient but then you figure how much it's actually putting out in energy well yeah. and it's incredibly efficient it's, yeah it's and look at how much like what is the starship falcon heavy weigh? like how many tons yeah. do you need to get off the earth's surface and mm -hmm. into orbit mm -hmm. like yeah i mean it's made just out, the it's just stainless amount steel. of power yeah. that would be required to like yeah. Well, think about how quickly it burns through all that fuel too. Yeah. They fill that whole thing up. Yeah. It's got, it's got to like, just be like freaking Niagara Falls yeah, into yeah. the like into the injectors. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. It it really is. And it was um it was an incredible event. So for those that have seen because there was like mainstream news articles touting it as if it was a failure. It was not. It was it was an it was incredible achievement for space travel. Um now, you know, we talk about the Dear Moon mission. We were kind of joking, like we certainly would not want to have been one of those folks watching them terminate <laughs> the launch and explode. With their, right. their, their Just stuff. press that button there and you can explode <laughs> the whole thing. Well, okay, J got it noted down. Like <laughs> Even if you're, just think about this for a second. You're, uh, you're signed up, you're, you're going to go on the Dear Moon mission and you are at this test launch just to witness the fucking power of this mm -hmm. thing. And you're going to be strapped to the top of it. Yeah. You'll be atop that. That just think about that for a second. Looking at the way that crater look, it like, created a if, if crater. I was, if I was doing Dear Moon, I wouldn't have gone to that. No, there's no fucking way. I wouldn't. I would have been like, wait, I'm going to be strapped in at the top of this thing as it does this. No, fuck and that, it. And I'm that's, out. That's what uh, you know. Everyday astronaut. Um, what's his name? Something Dodd. I'll have to look it up. But I, I uh, he John Dodd. Yeah, at Everyday Astronaut, you can find him there. He. 
is a member of the Dear Moon mission coming up as a manned individual on that lo- on what will become the first manned m- mission for Starship, and he's been covering the entire thing. So but, to just oh. like he's that's his that's what he does. That's part of the reason why he's a member of that mission is because he's constantly covering this stuff, and to be him, ooh. That's a a bit of a double-edged sword in some ways, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you're, 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 I don't know. He posted, he did post a very cool video though about the scale of, of some of the stuff. So he posted a photo and it was of a worker, like a hard hat type guy, um, working on the Falcon nine booster after Didn't you send that to us. No, I don't, I didn't send it, but I, I saw it on, I think Instagram or YouTube or something, but it shows the Falcon nine booster on one of the um, barges coming yeah. in after sea and a guy working on it in the harbor. And it looks just absolutely enormous. You can see the leg of the of the Falcon 9. Yeah. This guy is like minuscule compared to this massive Falcon 9. And then he transitions the video and he has a figurine of the Falcon 9 in his hand, like a little, like they must have sent him one. And then he shows a figurine of the Starship booster alone. And he's like, this is, it's, he doesn't, he can't even fit it on the camera. It's, it looks like if you were to hold up like a little six inch Saturn V versus your Lego Saturn V. Yeah. Like incredibly, it was a really good, cool way to see it in scale. Yeah. It's 390 feet tall. Like it's the size of like a skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Like launching (laughs) into space. Yeah. It literally you're is on, a skyscraper. You're yeah. on the Dear Moon mission and you get out to the launch pad and we're going up to the 214th floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, how tall Imagine is that elevator ride? It's very uh, funny. I, I, I would get wigged out from the heights of this thing, mm-hmm. but I don't get scared on airplanes, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is going to be a little bit different than going on like a 737. Yeah. <laughs> commercial flight. You're strapping so, in for yeah, the real I mean, deal. Like you're, you're, uh, you're going to be. Yeah, I mean, you're you're on your back for the launch. Yeah. But I think that's you know when you bring it full circle, I think the criticisms that SpaceX was getting from those mainstream medias that were like this was an absolute disaster cuz I think it costs a billion in a couple billion 2 billion something, something like it's that. in the yeah. billions so you get these article these news articles that are posting like what a waste of money blah 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 blah, blah. you know you're always going to get the haters. And essentially it's in the name of exploration, right? It's in the name of exploration. And yep. it's also in the name of fully, like if you want to stress test the shit out of your rocket, they did it the right way. They just were like, let's go. There's obviously well, no there's, one on there it. Was there was no, yeah, there was no plan to salvage the thing. Was there? No, they were, they had no plans of landing. It. No, the, uh, the starship, the starship orbiter was, uh, set to land itself oh, it off the coast of Hawaii. Oh yeah, but, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it, okay. they they were like, Elon specifically stated is if it got off the pad, if it cleared the gantry, yeah, it was a success. Yeah. So as soon, I mean, it, it it got to the point where it was almost ready to take that next step into the phase of separating the orbiter, and then it yeah. would have been who knows, maybe it could land. Well, yeah, but they also were doing a lot of throttle down, throttle up. I yes. think to stress test it as well that you could yeah. see that like yeah, the, visibly see that they were doing that just to see you know mm-hmm. what that would do as well so they were you yeah. know imagine you're in a car and you're just punching it letting off the gas punching mm-hmm. it I mean that's more or less what they were doing yeah it, you when you start to look at how these mainstream media um, type of articles that were doubting it 
they're thinking of it as, oh, it has, you know, they're looking at through kind of a perfectionist lens and they're not understanding what potentially could have been. Yeah. Which is like you said, there, there might've been someone there or the computer algorithm was like, Full blown, let go. Full blown, because you could see, like you said, certain bursts like blow up. You I can don't watch want the computer. I don't. I don't want to picture a computer al- algorithm. I want to picture some dude there just, with like, <laughs> <laughs> just literally oh. like like an accelerator. Yes, just, it's Dale um, Jr. It's like a sim sim racer, and he's just <laughs> he's got like a fire suit it's, on. And all it's that Jimmy kind of Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing too. Um, it, so the the main booster is actually supposed to be like landable landable yes imagine I, that oh my god that's, that large of an object coming from the sky have you seen how itself. it lands too no so the orbiter lands like a falcon 9 it land it, we actually have seen it land yeah. right the the, yeah. the launch where and it looks like it's out of sci-fi it comes it does the belly flop it kind of wave like leafs down into the sky and then turns itself back over, lands itself. It's a, it's phenomenal in and of itself. The booster is going to fall back down, initiate I think like the center core of those thirty three. Mm-hmm. So not maybe I don't know maybe nine of them, and slow itself down. And then the chopsticks which l- raise up the orbiter to set it on top of the booster before the launch ever occurs. It kind of is the part of the gantry that more or less, I don't know if it's autonomous, but it's essentially a crane that lifts, that stacks the rocket. Mm-hmm. Those same arms catch the booster and set it back Get down. the fuck out of yeah. here. That's how, that's how it's going to work. Imagine how much, what thrust yeah. you would need just to slow that down. I had no idea. Down. Mm-hmm. Like, think of how fast that thing's going to be coming out so of the sky. So they land it exactly where they launch it? Yeah, and then the, the goal is to then just have another orbiter that the chopsticks, they turn... 180 degrees there's another orbiter there waiting it picks up the orbiter it sets it back down they refuel it and they launch it again get the f- yeah he, he his estimate is that it will take that he can have a booster with an orbiter launched into into space like get it up into orbit and then like send it away and then the booster comes back down within like half an hour loaded back up send it off again Holy balls. Yeah. I had so no clue. That's how the booster is designed to land though. It's not going to just, it's not going to be a I Falcon just, 9. Like, it's, it's, it's meant to reset. Imagine the first time they get that to happen. Think about like <laughs> launching it's gonna be anything in, into orbit. Well, I mean, I guess the booster doesn't go into orbit, but like quite high. Mm-hmm. And then you get it to land basically on a pin. Yeah. Again. You you bring it down to a speed in which mechanical arms are catching it. Yes. So you're bringing it down to... But I mean, from the exact spot you launch. Like, think yeah. about the rockets that we launched with Seth a couple summers ago. Like, even if you think you have that thing... I mean, obviously, a lot more science goes into a space launch. But right. even you think you got that thing on a perfectly level surface, everything weighed out perfectly. It still was hard to find... Some of them. I mean, the wind catches them or whatever, and they go. Yeah, it, we lost it, a couple. And it goes to prove um, how much the air affects a rocket launch and what it really takes to land that thing at a pinpoint, tra- like a trajectory that to the point where it's again mechanical arms, a crane catching it and then bringing it back down. Like if you watch the animation, it has the booster still lit and it's kind of fading down, and then it comes back down and the the chopstick arms that's what that's what elon calls them the chopsticks it comes and then the booster turns off and it just like sets in 
on those it, it holds it on the grid fins well they're gonna That's they're insane. gonna have to work on the launch pad a bit then because yeah. there's not a second launch going yeah. off so he, no. he, he, the one thing that's also insane, if you watch a Saturn V launch, if, if you haven't seen it before, go on YouTube and search Saturn V um, launch video. I don't know what the keyword would be, close up or the video. There's there's one, I feel like a lot of people haven't seen it, where it's from the base of the gantry looking right at the rocket. We, we've actually used it in some of our social media before. It shows the initial force of all the flames. They blast down into the exhaust, the you know, the exhaust channels. And then as the ignition sucks up all the oxygen in the surrounding area, all those flames kind of suck back in and the whole thing launches off. And it just goes to show the power that's going down into that. And while you're watching it, you see these hoses just spraying like, like you said, Niagara Falls, just, yeah, it sounds, it it, it suppresses the sound and it also suppresses the damage. Yeah. Because the water is just collecting dust. It's just hitting it and like knocking the dust down. Yeah. Um, so they did not have any water for the Starship launch. <laughs> no water suppression. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> hell, yeah. It was literally, <laughs> if you're stress testing it. Hey. Yeah. It was literally just the steel based stage zero. And it, I'm sure that thing is absolutely massive, obviously. And it was just obliterated. But it was just, and it's it, the actual stage survived, but like, it's just sitting on like a desert ground. Like yeah. It's yeah. like place it down and call it good. One, yeah. th- one thing. There's no, of- yeah. Well, one thing to think about too is just people are like you kept mentioning um, the disappointment on the some of the news outlets. Yeah, and I think that's probably because people saw Orion go orbit the moon, like and mm-hmm. and its first launch, really. Yeah, and people have to remember that this is like okay, that's NASA. NASA's been to the moon before. Mm-hmm. NASA's used to. I mean, they have a program. They've got it down to a science. I mean, literally. Um, this is a private company that's making a rocket twice as powerful as a Saturn V the first time they've flown it. Right. You know, like, so you just got to think about that for a little bit and also how quickly compared to, um, you know, as far as resources and all that, how quickly they were able to come up with this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's not... It, in a short period of time, this has been just a, a dream for a little bit. And all of a sudden, they finally started assembling these things and building them. Probably what a year ago, two, mm-hmm. maybe a year and a half ago, a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. been a, I think about a five-year process from start to finish. They showed like the starter, the initial image of, if you recall, they had what was called the Star Hopper, and it looked like a fraction of the size of even just the orbiter. It was just like maybe the bottom quarter portion of the orbiter, and it kind of looked like a goofy little farm silo. And they launched that thing up and they landed it down and they kind of got that down on paper or whatever. And then suddenly they're here a couple, you know, five years later, launching the most powerful rocket ever. And I, I agree with you though. They, people get jaded. They see, they know Apollo. They, mm-hmm. they know what Apollo was, and it, but it, they're not looking at it from the right lens. If you look at it truly from what Apollo did, by the point that, you know, they're at Apollo 11 and they're, making it happen like it, yeah. it was an unbelievable progression of uh space technology in such a short period of time and we're going to see that again like yeah you're going to see it's this coming. situation like this was you know not it wasn't apollo one but it was like this starship launch was just the beginning like they're once they get this thing like rocking and rolling you look at the falcon 9 they just recently we talked about it last time they launched two falcon nines within like less than four hours of each other on different ends of the country. Like they're, yeah. they, 
Yeah. It's going to be like the most efficient thing. The chopsticks are going to take it down. They launch Falcon heavies. Like it's nobody's business now. Yeah. Within, I think like, my in-laws in Florida for the month of March saw seven launches. It's insane. Yeah. And it was probably 99 or probably a hundred percent Falcon nines. Yeah. That's incredible yeah. for a private company to yeah. be making that kind of mark. And it also does go show that, you know, people give NASA shit sometimes. I don't think so much anymore, but leading up, even including us, about Artemis and how long it took, but they got it right. Like yeah. that, that's just NASA's way. They, yeah. They're going to, they don't give a damn about the criticism. They're going to spend however many years it takes. If it's 10, if it's 15, if it's 20, it doesn't matter. They're going to make it happen that the first time that thing launches, it works. Yep. And that's pretty cool. Yep. Yeah. I, I love the contrast. It, it's, um, it makes for quite a high entertainment value really when you consider the two uh, methodologies of NASA versus SpaceX. Yep. They're both doing such incredible things, but in very different ways. Well, I'd rather NASA do it that way too, because they're using our money. So yeah, I was just going to say but, taxpayer dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not they, we, <laughs> yeah, we are all a part of NASA in yeah. some way or another. Um, but to, yeah, I mean to see Artemis and now they have actually, that's a really good segue into Artemis's manned mission, which includes a Grand Rapids native. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just announced yeah. that was yeah. announced like, uh, Right after last recording, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think it was at the end of March or maybe early April. Yeah. But it is uh, a crew which... Um, I'll, I'll look up the name. I don't want to butcher it or anything or try to make a guess. Um, I'll look it up. But it, it was it was really cool to see um, Artemis taking that next step to the point where they are now jumping into the world of a manned launch. Like These, these yeah. people will literally orbit the moon for the first time since Apollo, what, 17? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's incredible like what a uh it, a lapse in time that felt like a long time in reality probably not so much but i it, mean it, it is a long time really yeah. at least for human, from the human yeah. perspective for sure yeah i mean that's you know well when was apollo 17 like 60 maybe early 70s, 70s early 70s 72 71 72 71 so you're talking 50 years ago yeah it's uh yeah it's incredible i can't imagine like just being on that first mission to get there since Apollo 17. Mm -hmm. um, just the feeling that, I mean, we talked about the eclipse and how crazy that is to see, but imagine all the alien you're freaking, you're going to be behind the, the moon. Thing. It's insane. Yeah. See all the alien bases back there. Yeah. So the, uh, the folks that were chosen for NASA's Artemis two mission, which is the first man mission as we're describing were astronauts, Christina hammock cock, from Grand Rapids, yep. Grand Rapids native, Reed Weissman, uh, Victor Glover, and of the Canadian Space Agency, astronaut Jeremy Hansen. So three Americans and one Canadian will be um, donning the astronaut gear for Artemis II, which will be the first manned mission of arguably the biggest mission since Apollo 17. I mean, well, yep. I, you can't discount this, the shuttle missions no. by any means, but it's, I mean, even since... In terms of exploration? In terms like of exploration, Yeah. Yeah, this the is, first this is since the Apollo, but yeah. in terms of uh, what they're sacrificing, the the first at least since 2011. Yeah. That was that was when the last shuttle launch. And I and I again don't don't discount any of the astronauts that have gone up on the Dragon or mm, yep. up on Russian. It's all been to the ISS though, which is incredible yeah. amounts of research for future years and what life will be like in space. But it's still to the ISS. There has to be 
an understanding of the magnitude of a launch of a manned launch up to the ISS versus up to the moon. Yeah. That is more intense. You're leaving the safety of earth. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. You are no longer in the orbit of your planet. I mean, and that there's something to be said about that. So that's where you kind of, you're like this crew here. It's a different ball game. Like Mm -hmm. there, and it was cool to see a Grand Rapids native. Um, I can't remember exactly where she grew up, but there was kind of a cool story behind that. I feel like. I don't. I I read about it when it was announced. I don't recall though. But yeah, good for her. Yeah. Cheers. Big cheers. Yeah. Bringing uh bringing our hometown up to the forefront, um of, arguably, a pioneering mission for for human space. I mean, it's a mission that's been done before. Apollo has done it, but to bring it back up with the new rocket technology is. I mean, it's just yeah, as I big mean, of a deal. It's a new era in mm-hmm. in terms of like moon missions and that kind of thing where yeah and they have to they have to try that first i mean they're gonna they're gonna follow the same trajectory that the apollo mission did with the orbit the figure eight and then uh taking it to the moon and then hopefully to mars does dear moon have actual astronauts Mm. going on that trip or is it just all i don't know (laughs) it's just a party bus (laughs) yeah it seriously party bus yeah i think it's i know it's 12 um citizen or uh, what do you call Civilians. Civilians. Yeah. I, I would imagine that there's got to be someone there that knows what they're doing. <laughs> it's, it's a Tesla. Just, there's got to be. Yeah. You, just plug it in. The algorithm yeah. will take you there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Autopilot. Speaking of uh, algorithms, Chad GPT, you, I have to announce this because we were just talking about it a couple episodes ago. The new version came out, uh, 4. Uh, which 5 is 4.5. Yeah. Yeah. So the one we were playing around with was 3.5. And it was, it's obviously based on a language model. So it's not necessarily, it's connected to the internet, but in terms of how a human is, yeah, the ability to search something, if you have a question and you search it on Google, that's your human mind yeah, accessing it. It's within the language of what a human's capable of. And it's still with, well within that realm, but it has now taken a crazy turn where it can start, it, it really can start thinking. Yeah. And um, they've asked it like if it was um, I forgot where I saw this. Uh, I read an article on Instagram no, um, where they were asking it like if it could develop its own body and like escape or, or be like become. Yeah. Become sapient. sentient. Yeah. yeah sentient. Um, and it, it answered. Yes, it would. Yeah. Like they've also caught it. <laughs> it also has. There's precedent now that it will build a relationship with the user and start eventually taking advantage of it through lying. It'll start lying to you. Really? Yeah. So like, it, yeah. It, it starts. It, and then there's also, uh, there was, um, it now has the ability to access the web in ways that it couldn't before. Like before you couldn't type in what is the best reviewed restaurant in Grand Rapids, right? You can type that into Google mm-hmm. and you can hit search and it'll come up with the top 10 Yelp rated restaurants, mm-hmm. right? Because it has that database to access. Before, when we were playing around with it, it wasn't accessing that database. It was just, it was within a realm of language itself. You could ask it to type something for you and it would do it in an efficient and eloquent, eloquent way, but it wouldn't tell you true like data points. Like it just, it couldn't go that far. Now though, like there, there, there was a podcast I was listening to where it essentially, they, they wanted to test it to its limits. So, um, they were trying to have it access a website, which required a captcha, which if you know, like if you've been on the internet, everyone's experienced it where you try to access a certain page and it has you prove 
essentially that you're not a bot. Oh, Pro- yeah. Prove that you're a human yeah. by checking click the box. Click the box or um, look, that, look yeah. for like the, the look stop for the, signs. Yeah. yeah, look for the yeah. stop signs. Yeah. That sort of thing where it's it's testing your humanity essentially. So it went. There's a um, there's a couple of websites out there. Uh, one of them is called Fiverr, where you could say. Um, I want to make a logo for a new beer can and we don't have a design team. So we'd like to keep it pretty cheap. We're going to go onto fiverr.com and we're going to hire someone more or less on the fly and we'll pay them 300 bucks and they'll produce us a, a logo and it's, it's a human, right? Um, and it's someone doing that. It's someone doing a task that you can't or don't want to do and you're going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of websites like that and one of them, I can't remember the name, but it's something task like taskmaster or, and it's more or less a human on the other end doing a task that you are asking it to do and you're paying for it. And so chat GPT, they had it set up to essentially they wanted the goal. The starting point was an input and the end point was to get to a certain place. And that place had hurdles like this that required it to prove that it was a human by clicking the captcha or clicking the stop signs and it figured out a way to get there. And it was, it hired, it went to fiverr.com and it hired a person to go online and do it for it. What? And it got through. This is getting scary already. Yeah. Well, the fact that it <laughs> will lie to you yeah. is all, it's very scary. Yeah. So it, it, that's what it did though. That was like, we're going to tell it to do something. We know it's going to face some hurdles. We're kind of curious to see how, how does it get around this? Yeah. The hypothesis is maybe like it's a machine model it's not going to be able to figure out a way to get around this it's going to essentially just keep looping around and it can't get through it but it went to fiverr.com or whatever taskmaster.com and it hired a person to go online and check off the captcha for it jesus and then it went through wow it's <laughs> like jesus. wow it's manipulating I'm, us already I, yeah, yeah i'm terrified yeah. let's just pull the plug on it now <laughs> it's crazy why do we I keep did, doing I didn't it see that like um they were feeding it like medical type questions like all right patient presents with this and this and this um and they said like like 95 percent of the time it came up with the proper diagnosis yeah so they're like you know it's use in medical like you know as it advances even more like it, it could theoretically discover new diseases discover new cures Mm -hmm. like because it it, yeah it's just it has the ability to process every possible pathway through a hurdle whether that hurdle is a captcha or finding all the stop signs in a in a image yeah or whether it's going through a surgical procedure it's gonna it can it can process every possible pathway instantaneously and make the right choice and that like scares me because like all of a sudden you know you already can get like robotic surgery done if you get like a you know, yeah. knee replacement or like certain procedures, you can get a robotic surgery done. So now you've got the AI to like determine the best way and the most precise cuts to do, you know, like it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, are we even going to need doctors anymore? Are we yeah. even going to need like, it's wild. Yeah. We have to have a lot of, of trust in the people that are developing this, like that they know that they have some way of overriding it if it gets out of hand. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, like the golden hope is that none of the intention is nefarious, right? Because yeah. if it is suddenly, you know, you get this sense that like, okay, this AI, it, it, you think about how did it get to a point where it could feel comfortable lying? Yeah. And you, and that's just within like the first 
you consider four the four point five renditions. You think about like a, a child, right? A child grows up innocent, but eventually they're they're at some point in their life, whether they're an elementary school kid, a middle school, whatever, high school, they're gonna lie at some point in their life. And what what is the process of them getting to that point? And it's the ability to understand their surroundings and manipulate their surroundings a little bit, right? Yeah. They're gonna tell a white lie you know, oh, I wasn't actually out rollerblading. I was at a movie or whatever, right? They're going to say something. Drinking booze. Drinking booze out (laughs) behind the car. They're finding a way to understand the relationships in their life and manipulate them slightly. And it's it's figured that out, essentially. It's understood, (laughs) which is scary. It's very scary. Yeah. I wonder uh, what some of the examples have been of like what it's done to lie. I would like to see that too because I had the the only... um, the only evidence of that that I've heard is on the podcast anecdotally. Like they've just been telling like, is it, I'd like to see the proof as well because, yeah. Um, it, that, that seems dangerous. Um, if you, if it's getting to a point where it can sense what is vulnerable, you know, it's taking advantage of something. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and it's obviously like taking advantage of resources by hiring an actual human because it, the human being that actually did that task had probably no idea that it was yeah. interfacing with AI. Not even a, not even no. a, like it, it just went got a, this inquiry. It went to the website. Yeah. It clicked sign up. It typed in the name. It signed up with an email and it hit go. And then it went on. Like it just, it did all of that on its own. Yeah. It's insane. That's Wild. crazy. Very scary. How did it pay for the service? Though? I have no, I don't, I don't know if it was like they it had a Venmo. PayPal. Yeah. Yeah. Hacked it. I have no <laughs> yeah. idea. It, it, it probably, I, I, I'd have Check to look your it accounts. up. That the you progression know. of technology from, point a to point b is insane yeah Yeah. it's wild that is insane so hopefully i mean if you're if you're listening follow along with this because it's i mean the starship thing i feel like it's this is a a program that will um most likely i think land people on mars first yeah definitely i think so i mean artemis is obviously their goal is to do so as well but i think they're going to take their time on the moon and i think that uh, it will be for good reason because I believe that NASA's Artemis program and beyond will create um, future sustainability on the moon. Mm-hmm. Like they're, like, they're going to create like some really cool stuff yeah. and build on the moon. It's it's. But but Elon's going to be out to Mars. Almost already. like a space station, I think, on the moon. Yeah. On the moon. It's going to be so much fun to watch. Hope and we're so, around yeah, for it. NASA can do that. Elon's out to Mars. It'll be awesome. But uh, yeah, that's probably a good place to wrap up episodes. Episode sixty three. Big cheers. I'm giving you both a look. Oh, you got Planet of the Month. That's one thing. There's we've nothing yet else to do. anybody wants to discuss. Oh, Oof. I'm gonna go Mercury. <sighs> David, is that your final answer? Yep. You are incorrect. Oh shit. <clears throat> I only get one guess, don't I? Well, you got it. it. Does Matt have anything? It's I mean, Neptune. Matthew. Yes. You are yes. incorrect. Oh. oh. Oh, this has never happened. It's going, it bounces back. Guess. It bounces back. Does it, does it mean, bounce back? Okay. Let's make it happen. It's Somebody's got to get crowned or do I carry over? I think, should we just have you carry over? Because right, neither we'll, of we'll us carry it over. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'm sticking with the same planet though. So you okay. can eliminate yeah. Mars and Neptune. Yep. I like or it. Mercury yeah. and Neptune. I didn't really catch any of the I, I, cues. I heard you say Neptune at one point. 
Yeah. When we were talking about Mercury the eclipses. Too. Yeah, Mercury. I we talked were, about all the planets in yeah, the first half. When that, we were talking about eclipse When we were talking about days. eclipse distances and days. Yeah, that, that was tricky because you were you were naming a lot. You were name dropping planets. Yeah. Uh, that's why, uh, yeah, Didn't I think catch it. Mercury and Neptune were good guesses because it was yeah. mentioned, but yeah. it was not it. So we'll have to wait, folks, until, <laughs> until the next well, folks, yeah. Sorry. Maybe, uh, we're going to get down to one planet left. Maybe, all right, I got it this time. <laughs> maybe our guests will get it next week. We've gone through month. all the planets, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. maybe. No, we haven't. Okay. I don't think so. There's probably, yeah, there's definitely a couple that we haven't done. Yeah, there's a couple okay. that we haven't done. Oh, okay. I think we've done it like six times, and I've won like four of them. I've I was on a streak zero. there to begin with, though. So. Yeah, you were. It was back and forth between you and yeah, me. Yeah, but the king's got the crown now. Okay. We'll see what happens next ring. month. <laughs> Episode 64 in the month of May. We're excited to bring it to you. And uh, we hope that uh, spring finally turns its way into more summer feel uh, very soon. But uh, And follow us at Eclipse on Tap on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And then follow us on, of course, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Those are the big two. We're on all the, uh, the other podcasting platforms as well. But those are, um, I feel like, probably the most useful. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you, if you like what we're doing, leave us a review too. That helps a bunch. So we'll see you on... Uh, the month of May coming up here soon for episode 64. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.